0: She is the postulating whitehead at the tip of your nose you just cannot pop. It's Barney. Disgusting!
1: It's I. She is the reason they have to have how to use directions on shampoo. It's Lukey. Thanks
0: a lot, you idiot. That is what's up. How you doing, Luke? It's all right, it's all right. It's been a very stressful episode, very polarising with the, the fans on the lines.
1: Very, very.
0: So, previously... The Dolls and the Divas have to make Super Shiro outfits out of unconventional lockdown materials. Ahura was the winner. Tace and Sister are in the bottom. And unfortunately, Sister Sister leaves us.
1: Ugh. Sad to see her go, especially after that triumphant outfit that she served in the last runway. <laughs> um, my favourite thing was when Tace was like, look, I'm a dancer, you're a seamstress. And then he couldn't finish that sentence and name what anyone else was good at. So, <laughs> you're a seamstress and you... Well, you all like doing what you like doing. <laughs> <laughs> to say that Taste didn't body that lip sync is absolutely crazy. Like, I thought that Sister put up a real good fight. Oh, I think it was a horror that was like, um, but she really, I didn't know who was going to go. I didn't think that was right. I think it was very clear that there was no way that Taste was going home. But maybe I'm just seeing through rose tinted spectacles of love.
0: Well, Lawrence reckoned that Taste might be next to go. She said she's on a rocky path. Mm
1: um which again i don't think
0: but um it did cut
1: to a horror and it looked like she had a blur filter on her makeup was so perfectly blended and actually you see this later on as well when she's uh when you see her after the comedy challenge so gorgeous it looked like she had the lovely paris filter on
0: so the girls are sitting around discussing whether it's the the top four they thought it would be top four top five and Ellie's asking if she thinks the girls would have seen her there, as she saw them all there. Which, and they said no.
1: <laughs> which seems like self sabotage, really, mm. doesn't it? It's like she, even as she said it, like she seemed so uncertain, being like, D- "Did you think that I'm taking someone's spot?" It's like, honey, this ain't going to end well for you, is it?
0: Like you've been moaning that they've been overlooking you for the last couple of weeks. So why do you even want to ask questions that you probably don't want to know the answer to?
1: It's the truth, Ruth.
0: Deal with it. What about when a horror was like,
1: get used to losing to Lawrence cheney it's like <laughs> oh she does not take a day off does she um and then when she said to ellie she was like you are going in my head you are going home next i was like well
0: thoughts on london girls versus the scots well they've already taken one out
1: i was gonna say that i felt very uncomfortable when they started doing the william wallace uh that's not that's not for me. I don't think I'm the target audience for that. Um and also don't come for the London girls. You saw what we did to Mary Queen of Scots. We will destroy you. Come on. I actually don't know what we did to Mary Queen of Scots, no, but I, I imagine no she's idea. Scottish and we killed her. That was in a real history moment of just killing everyone, right? Um and also what about with Taste? It was like, uh, who's Mr. Sister? <laughs> uh, I wiped I wiped the floor with her and I'll do it to any one of you. I was like, she's really what she's doing, which is very clever in TV world, is she's kind of uh sort of microdosing being a bitch. She just lets you have like little, little, little tiny squeeze. bursts that really get you in, but she's not she's not a cunt like 24-7. And I, I love I like that with her. But I do think this must have been very difficult for Ellie. I can't imagine what it would be like for just everyone to have discounted you out at this point. And full disclaimer, I watched this twice and I had very different feelings watching it the second time, seeing like the beginning of this beginning part.
0: Yeah, everything that happened apart from the judges' decisions, which really actually made the things happen that we didn't like. um, This was the beginning of it. the things, the things, all the things. (laughs) Like this is them, like four people basically bullying her-ish. Bullying! Like... Like, come on, you get a fucking winner thing or you're going home. So she's obviously thinking, shit, I better win a badge.
1: Big words to say bullying. There's there listen, if we can forgive her making bold decisions because she's on a TV show to try and further herself, then they're just doing the same. This that's not bullying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine.
0: It's a new day in the workroom. Ellie again saying that she feels underestimated and mm. um Mentioning all her, that she does all her own hair and costumes to everyone, which is actually a huge shout when you think about an all-rounder. Yeah.
1: I would argue that most drag queens do their hair and makeup. Not most of the girls in that room. Most drag queens do their own hair and makeup until they get to a world stage of the Olympics of drag, where then they get the the best wig stylists and the best costume makers to do it. And Ellie doing her own has shown. Do you know what I mean? She is doing her own, but it's not of the standard of the other girls who are getting other people to do it. That's my...
0: Yeah, but you, she does deserve points for doing all of the things of it that the others aren't doing them. Yeah,
1: and Lawrence does as well. Mm. So there's there's two of them. But even as she said, don't underestimate me, her voice cracked. And I thought, <laughs> oh, honey, that's not... Uh, she seems very bothered by Ahura's opinion. She was like, really, that seemed to really rile her up about the silhouette. And I thought, she clearly respects her eye on things to do with design well yeah
0: that's the, the one person you should respect really yeah
1: and that's um but again Ahura, unbothered that's queen shit
0: Ahura, unbothered okay we'll, we'll move on to that well, sentiment well, later that, on
1: yeah, that's <laughs> no but i mean she's very unbothered to give her honest opinion i think that's what works so well about it is that like ellie is clearly so bothered about it and Ahura just doesn't sugarcoat it at all she's like this is what i thought about your outfit i thought that I expected all of it. It wasn't a new silhouette, blah blah. blah. It just—I mean, that's fantastic TV, isn't it? And even when she said, "I am—I am a superhero," they had to do that shady rattle. It (laughs) just—it didn't. No one was sold, and I thought, "You're all that matters is that you're a superhero to yourself, Ellie."
0: Then Austin Power. Oh, sorry, RuPaul comes in to the workroom
1: by way of Ringo Starr,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, and announces that the mini challenge is going to be a macho drag, mask for mask, what's the word? Presentation. Presentation. To a classic RuPaul song. I've got two gripes. First
1: of all, RuPaul talks only about the songs that he has available on iTunes and his Klein, Parker and Epstein, (laughs) just so you know, we have had to redo that three times because I can't say the name right. Uh, Klein, Epster and...
0: (laughs) I think just move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wears
1: suits. He talks about them so often. And this week, we're going to have to put a picture up. Like, it did not fit him. There was, like, so baggy around the ankles. It looked like he was wearing someone else's suit. And don't tell me that all six foot nine of him has to be custom made. Like, it's not like he would be able to wear someone else's mm-hmm. suit. It's like, I, it's mental. Like, I, I didn't see. All I could see was the wig. And then my second thing is, are we really living in a day and age where they won't allow drag kings to be on the show, but they do a whole mini challenge where they get men who for a job dress up as women to then dress up as drag kings. Seems like a real kick in the dick. Real kick in the dick, doesn't it? Um and also for none of them to do it very well when you could literally have drag kings who do it fantastically. So
0: what did you think of the loop? Well (laughs) um I hate
1: these type of uh challenges when they're like trying to be macho. I just think it's so gross. I know like obviously it's taking the piss out of it, but i i don't need any any mask oh so uh, there's no
0: no machoism in the gay world
1: not in drag kind of
0: <laughs> <laughs> i just don't
1: i i mean obviously it exists but i just don't need it to be cel- celebrated in any way
0: wow <laughs>
1: no it's not as if like the mainstream media doesn't only celebrate masculine gay men anyway so i mean it's not it's no no love is lost can we talk about ellie getting so hot for a horror
0: yeah, it was a bit um, disarming, wasn't it? I thought
1: that hater to horny pipeline is very swift, doesn't it? Because well, one love second and, ago.
0: Love and hate are very close. Truly. And who
1: knew that all it would take was some pleather hot pants and a little Drawn George Michael hat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, very much given let's go outside teas with that. Um, very in, into it. Um, their attempts at masculinity really proves, uh how much proximity they have to it in the outside world, really, doesn't <laughs> it? Um, I bet it was. It was basically like an audition for the next village people.
0: <laughs> Pretty much, not yeah. really,
1: not really serving you mask in any way.
0: Taste was probably giving me the most mask with her kind of Mick Jagger, Tommy Lee, fan- Towers of London rocker <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> I
1: felt confused about it, but I also really liked it. <laughs> I don't yeah, that
0: was that's the one I would have wanted to get chatted up by out of all of them. Yeah. Uh, I kind of got. Got ish what Ellie was doing the new romantic. But I'm not sure why she put such a, such a lovely sort of mumsy wig on. With <laughs> I it. thought
1: she's very much giving Edna apple. <laughs> Bimini not even knowing the words in front of RuPaul. I thought now that's winners shit right there. Classic and, and-
0: zero anything masculine about that at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and RuPaul just laughing. She was like, "There, yeah. I can't remember what song it was." She was just like, "There, there, 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 there." RuPaul found it hilarious. Yeah. Like you couldn't even be fucked to learn my song.
0: I think now RuPaul is gushing over Bimmer's the way she used to gush over Lawrence. I think the oh, I um, so. head girl position, if you will, yeah. has moved. Do
1: you reckon the head girl position has to earn her stripes by giving head? Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all had to.
0: Um, my boyfriend pointed out that Lawrence just looked like Lawrence the Welling Bowen <laughs> from Changing Rooms. <laughs> <Runes. laughs>
1: um, I need to know, in what context is Lawrence wearing that rhinestoned pinstripe suit? Just, in drag. With a lovely low skater van as well. Did you catch
0: that? They literally cannot even spell mask. <laughs> and then um, my favorite bit about which is when she's like, I love het women. <laughs>
1: I thought Ahura, this is why it shocked me so much later on when it all transpires that like, out of everyone, Ahura was like actually fucking cracking me up in this one. They should take this clip and play it to any straight man that's ever asked a gay man... Do you pretend to be gay so that women get changed in front of you? If you think that any gay men have the capabilities of ever masking sexuality, then please just watch this. I want to shout out. I thought they all did really well singing. Obviously, vocalists they ain't. That must be scary in singing a RuPaul song in front of RuPaul. And I thought the singing was actually all right.
0: Again, didn't notice. Too distracted by the um, kaleidoscope of masculinity <laughs> by the hot, before potent, me. potent masculine yeah, energy. That testosterone. Yeah. Starting off the avalanche of the madness that goes on in this episode, Ellie Diamond wins the mini challenge. um, And then RuPaul reveals they'll be putting on a comedy set based on love and sex in front of a live audience of inanimate objects. (gasps) And Ellie gets to decide the running order. How? a lot to say. Yes, it was. Very
1: long run on sentence. How would you feel about the comedy challenge personally if you had to do it? I wouldn't like it.
0: Why not? You are a comedy queen. I'm not. a host. I read words that I have written down in oh, advance. Oh, but you do, you do a little tete-a-tete, a little back and forth. Yeah, that's fine. But no, I wouldn't be happy about it.
1: Really? No. And also, you are sometimes funny on a podcast. No. It has been said. You can be 50% good written jokes, but it's you have to make an audience like you, which is the most difficult thing. And you see like how Bimini did. She just came straight in and like people want to laugh with her.
0: And as scary as having a live audience is, at least that's better than having like a fake audience. At least they will titter. They might not laugh at every joke, but you'll get some kind of rapport going. It's like just just a big stage of no one and then just four people doing their quiet
1: ha ha ha. Give the the girls some canned laughter. Thank you. And also like, at least with an audience, sometimes they might laugh out of, embarrassment or cringeness do you know what i mean like mm. you need some reaction that was i think that's the hardest comedy challenge they've ever done i straight away thought i'm not sure Tase is gonna rock this to be honest we might have to light a candle for her that was my first thought
0: the thing again that confuses me about all of this fucking aggro is that pretty much everyone apart from ellie has proved that they have got comedy chops <laughs> uh, in advance so I mean, I mean, we might as well get into it now. I don't know why Lawrence, who is famously the comedy queen, having like such a meltdown about it, unless it's that he's worried that he's not the comedy queen, but then that's not the fault of his position in the thing. Can and Ahura uh, has just been so funny as the Essex girls. Very, very funny I'm just um, that on challenge. Snatch Game. Yeah, so it's like, I don't even know why they were both so Can pressed. I tell you why?
1: Because they're fucking terrified.
0: But yeah, but then that's not to do with the order, is it? No.
1: <laughs> For full transparency, when I watched it the first time, I was really fucking hot about this. And and me and Lukey spoke about this and we were very um, contrasting in our opinions. It's a completely different situation when RuPaul and Michelle and the powers that be decide your fate. But when it's your sisters around you that you might feel have even the slightest um, decision in your whether you succeed or not it's just really hard to take.
0: Well, yeah, I don't understand why he thinks suddenly Ellie should have all this Scottish sisterliness to him. Like, when has he ever done anything for Ellie? (laughs) And I think going back to- What have you done for her lately? I think going back to episode one, when I was like, as soon as Ellie walked in, like Lawrence's face just dropped. It's like, he, I think the main fear for him is that he thought he would be miles ahead of Ellie, this new little chick on the scene. And the fact that her decision could mean that she leaves after him was just like, he's going to- He's scared he's gonna to go to Scotland with his head between his donkey tail.
1: But I did think that this was stupid. I said originally that I think that in this comedy challenge, because it's a challenge that people are really scared with, I feel like most of the time people go, Do you know what? This is already fucking terrifying. And the only thing that people do is they put themselves in a good position. As someone that's not succeeding in the show, that doesn't seem very smart to me to piss off the other girls. And even though I get it, you're in a you do whatever you need to do in the competition. I am from the school of belief that if you're going to win, then you'll beat the best. That's not the game plan of someone that's going to beat the best. They're like, I've got to make someone else look shit so that I can rise up.
0: But that's just the whole point of the mini challenge giving you that advantage. For someone to have an advantage, at least one person is going to have a disadvantage. At least one person is either going to have to be starting it or finishing it. And also, sidebar, I kind of feel like this first and last thing is just a weird thing that drag race has just like created. Like if your set's good, your set's good. Like true. true. It shouldn't they've like really built this into like making it seem like a shady thing during the lineup, but it's it's not. Like someone's gotta end it, someone's got to finish it.
1: But I would argue that maybe it's less about the actual position and it's more about the psychology of being like freaking someone out that you've mm. given them a bad position, which then in turn freaks them out and I mean, makes them perform badly. Do yeah. you know what I mean?
0: But I really don't think Ellie deserves to be getting like it's like as if she's done this like really like underhanded spiteful thing. It's like no, she just wanted to give herself a slight leg up when everyone's being like, "You've got no badges, you should go home." It's like I need to get a badge.
1: I think what makes it a bit more complicated is that she could have just gone like, "I'm going to put myself. I want to look as good as possible, so I'm going to put myself after horror because I don't think she'll go well." And left it at that. Then it would have been like, "Okay, that's fair gameplay." But what she specifically did is not put Lawrence and Bimini bookend because she knew that they would do well to let them shine and then she also placed taste and a horror in the most exposing places so she really tried to fuck rather than just like lift herself up she really tried to fuck everyone over to try and make herself look better and I think that's why it ruffled so many feathers because if she had just gone like you know I'm just gonna put myself in the best spot people would have been you won the mini challenge of course you do your thing like that's fair enough but that's not what happened
0: Mm, I disagree. If why would like Bimini and Lawrence don't need to be winning a fourth badge? So first of all, fuck them. Like,
1: but that's what I'm saying. That you're you're intentionally fucking over them two, and you fucking not them intentionally whole...
0: fucking them over. But it's like I'm not going to give them any advantage. They don't need any advantages from me because they're both um, already like front runners for this, and they've got the most badges. So like, I don't need to. They don't need to be in my concerns. But
1: at this point in the game, if Bimini had won, if Lawrence had won, at this point in the game. I don't think you would have seen this from anyone else. And it reeks of desperation to me because I really, truly believe anyone who would have won would have put themselves in the best position to make themselves feel comfortable because this is a scary challenge. But I don't think that anyone else would have tried to undercut other people to make them self look better I don't I think I disagree
0: I think the only person that wouldn't have put Ellie first is Bimini I think Taste would have I think Ahura would have I think Lawrence I think would Bimini have. would
1: have put herself first she'd been like I can. like she said she's like I can fucking rock it whatever yeah
0: but I think like especially Ahura I think Ahura would have put Ellie first if the roles were reversed I don't think she would because she said she's one of the people that said it
1: at the beginning, she was like, I'm going to win because I'm the best, not because I kick others down. And Yeah, I think- but
0: that's not necessarily winning the whole thing. Like, there's lots of stepping stones before you win the, ma- the main challenge. Like, mm. I've, yeah. But but
1: this is why it's good TV, honey. Exactly. The girls be talking. Twitter be a blaze. A reminder that this is a fucking TV show, so chill out. Like, obviously, we once a week sit and talk about it for nine hours, so it's clearly important to some people. But what I did see is 90% of people on Twitter, on the Instagrams, in full support of Ellie and saying, "Please remember that this is a TV show." I would say it was much more overwhelming view in in the, what you're saying.
0: No, well, good, good on ya, Pete. <laughs>
1: good on ya, <you>, girl.
0: <laughs> I thought it was very generous of taste to call Lawrence's hair a pompadour. <laughs> What you have there, it reminds God me. you tell him. It was up. a bouncy green topknot, a pompadour. It, looks, it was not. It looks like a lovely faded iced gem. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Taste, I thought, came across in this whole section very well because she was very, she was a very calming and rational sort of talking head and saying, like, I understand where they're coming from, but you need to really fucking chill out. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah,
0: she was put in the same position as a horror, wasn't she?
1: Lawrence, you've said. I'm funny and I'm going to do well at this challenge. Like, when has that ever worked for you? Never. Stop saying it. Stop jinxing yourself.
0: Well, that's why I think he was so angry because he has not once proved it. They've they've all called him the comedy queen. He's not ever proved that. And now mm. it's like, oh, once again, am I going to fail?
1: But I thought, realistically, that a horror might be a real fucking sneak attack. And I i was I was looking down the screen going, a oh, horror, bitch, you've got this. Like, obviously, the tension was high, but... I didn't think it seemed that crazy until you get into the untucked bit. I thought Hora obviously was pissed, but she was like, right, I'm going to go work on my shit, like, because I've got to prove you wrong. And mm. I felt like there was like a good amount of competitive energy between them. And she wanted to prove Ellie wrong. And it all seemed like I think like what she actually game. said
0: was um, she's going to use this as a chance to shit on Ellie. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Shout out to all my scat queens, I guess.
0: Because <laughs> she wasn't lying when she told us it was all going to kick off this week. No,
1: she was not. She did not disappoint.
0: That's uh, from our almost one hour exclusive interview of the horror, which you really should check out if you haven't already. Did you clock a
1: horror's little child catcher outfit as well? Them stripy pantaloons?
0: <laughs> I didn't know they were child
1: catchery. She had like a sort of like black suit jacket on and then, then white and black. It was very, very third day at Boomtown. Oh all God. she needed was a lovely top hat and some uh cyberpunk goggles but what i did like is you messed with the wrong bitch we need that as a sound yeah a little sound effect um and i thought yeah you fucking did but also did you (laughs) (laughs) um i was very simpatico with my queen at that time because i was literally thinking the same thing i was like ellie diamond you done messed with the wrong hoe (laughs) but again i thought there's too much horror talking head for my liking
0: Mm. you
1: get back in your box girl i can't see you go
0: well, there would really be no series without Taste and horror's commentary, I don't well, think. Exactly. Then we are dozy-doing into rehearsals with Alan Carr.
1: Oh, I love. Can you believe he was so coy over horror?
0: I know. I need to know giggling? what these blue, bleeped-out words were. Well, honey,
1: I've got the, the inside scoop for you. And, and in fact, maybe I'll wait until the actual comedy challenge, too. I'll keep you on tenterhooks hooks once more. Oh, because it is honestly so disappointing. I did think, regardless of whether O'Hora smashes this comedy challenge, she never fucking misses on an outfit, and Ellie does, so come at her, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And then what about old bimmers rolling up in that recurring leopard print coat as cape look? Mm -hmm. And the little, do you see the little sliver of fishnet around the neck? The suede shoe boot? Come on, she's a fashion girl. It's a shoot. A shoe? Is that what they they call
0: it on the streets? I like to ship. I don't know how the fashion world works these things.
1: I love that Bimini came in, absolutely smoked it, set fire to it, and then was like, "Uh, was that okay? It was like, just collect your badge on the way out, girl.
0: She just looked like a, just, yeah, giving us the East End monster that we know and love from her. Although I did worry that because her rehearsal went so well, if they were trying to give us the old double bluff or oh, just no. the singular bluff
1: she's entered a terrifying space now which has only been seen by the likes of Bendela and Alaska she is so calm and confident now mm. she just doesn't seem phased by anything
0: real uh, great white shark energy yeah what about
1: taste serving lady footlocker <laughs> (laughs) In a lovely referee outfit.
0: I thought that was gorgeous on her. Made me think of a lovely kind of 60s Italian man or something. Oh yeah,
1: very that. I absolutely loved the sheer audacity of her being like, do you know what? I'm just going to make sure that I look really fit in a comedy challenge.
0: So we're now on to elimination day. A horror and Lawrence still very worried slash livid slash psychopathic about the running <laughs> order. Really? Like riling each other up as well. Like, are you <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking angry? I haven't been to sleep all night.
1: Um and actually watching this back a second time, I thought that I didn't I didn't really clock this that much, but like I was like, oh hang on. Are you praying for Ellie's downfall when you were angry at her for praying for your downfall? Like, make it make sense. Like, um, <laughs> But yeah, they were. I really felt like Lawrence was really riling horror yeah.
0: um, That's quite good. Because if you are angry about something, if there's one person you know that you could probably get on side to, to get angry yeah, yeah, with, yeah. come on, girl. Uh It was nice to see Lawrence
1: really speaking to the other gals as well. Obviously, you've seen, i have really loved to work with you here. <laughs> um, but it was nice to see her. She has her talk with Tay. She, has, she was talking with the horror. Obviously, there was just a meeting of evil minds, but... Um, <laughs> And then we had the oh so important and fantastic conversation, Tacey's conversation about like love and loneliness. And I thought, they're really doing it this season, aren't they? This- well,
0: now it's kind of becomes a bit more clear why she is so awkward whenever stuff about her and a horror together is brought up. Because mm. like she isn't that well-knowledged in love and life and the universe.
1: But I thought it was so incredible. They're having all these groundbreaking conversations on a show about men tottering up and down a stage in pumps. Like it's so good to talk about like the stigmatization of STIs. Like I gasped when she said I got gonorrhea and chlamydia. Like that that things like that are never discussed on TV, let alone on like a drag show. Like and just like the ease with which she spoke about it, and then also the how that then affected her mental health. I mm. thought. God, BBC Three really coming through with the important conversations. And it was, yeah, it was really heartbreaking. It's so wild to see that so many of these queens have such deep self-esteem issues when they're so confident in drag. And then it's transformative, isn't it? The power mm. of drag.
0: But I'm sure that inbox is absolutely full of dick and hole pics right now. So you can have your pick Mainly just from you. And then we head over to the main stage. Bow. And bow, bow.
1: now that you've really pointed this out, I... Now feel on the British Drag Race, maybe there's a different. I feel like sometimes on the American Drag Race, her wigs and outfits are sometimes tied into the theme of the runway somehow. I know she doesn't go in full costume or whatever.
0: Quite rarely, I would say. But sometimes I don't know. I feel
1: like there's more variation, something. But I feel like Rue this season has really given us nothing, and I Lack just thought, luster. yeah, and I just thought it was all so she's given me. Tom Ford slash Alaska vibes where she's saying, I have a silhouette that works for me and I'll have it in 15 different colours. That sort of sketty strap dress, just a bit wrapped around the midsection. I mean... I, I can't like even
0: remember what she wore. She just wore
1: some sort of like gold velvet number with... The, oh, just, very with like, gold, yes. Like a, a lovely auburn hair. But no, I, I did just, right.
0: I love that hair colour on the gal.
1: Yeah, I just thought... Seen the dress before, seen the, seeing the hair before. I don't know. I just feel like...
0: She's telling the girls to step up their pusses. Where is your puss? Sir? Also,
1: definitely could buy a dress very similar to that in H H&M. and M. Mm. So I don't know.
0: But Michelle, why is your hair sparkling, madam? <laughs> you have questions to answer right now. First, I thought it was just the silver that was like had gone from kind of like a, a white to a silver, but then mm. even in the black, there were like
1: gorgeous. Oh,
0: she. I want glitter hair.
1: She is truly the beauty of this season. Mm. Like I know that you are the CEO of the MV fan club but only facially I want to be I want to be the secretary like she, yeah yeah not we don't stand by anything she ever says that gorgeous smiley face of Dawn French she, why does she feel like a family member I just yeah. love her
0: I thought she looked great to be honest yeah same it's nice to see not that I could ever be one but an older lady who's not been touched by an angel who's just Letting it all swang out gracefully. Oh, yeah. I
1: mean, you will never see that from us. When we, We've we decided that when we, uh, in a couple of years, we reach 30, then we'll really let it kick off then. Um, and then we head straight into the comedy challenge, uh, which is Make em Gag. I'm sure I've said this before on the pod, but sometimes, quite often actually, I have to switch it off or put it on mute because it is so cringe. I don't deal very well with cringe and it's so, there's something so core shaking to me about someone bombing on um, I
0: don't it? mind if I don't like them, but if I like them, it, I can't.
1: Oh, even if I don't like them, I just, I, I can feel it in my gut how awkward it is. And, and I, I can't bear to watch it. But,
0: but Your cheeks start burning. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I thought Comedy Challenge, this one, was all in all quite successful for one without an audience.
0: Yeah, my, my well, my views are very different to the judges. As yeah, per same. usuale.
1: Well, like you said last week, when... They agree with you. It makes you feel like you're
0: copying them.
1: Psychopath.
0: So first up, a horror. Mm. She looked absolutely stunning. Yeah. I'm assuming Carl Brown, Platinum Fantasy. Yeah,
1: seen the custom Carl Brown. Gorgeous. Uh, Um,
0: I liked the bit where she's talking about the birds and the bees and um, now she understands why because you get a good old sting up here, don't you? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, She seemed very nervous at first and I was like, again, looking through the screen going, you got this bitch, come on. You got this. But... She just had to get over that hump of, I'm on first, this is terrifying. And she did, I thought.
0: Yeah, I thought, good effort, hun. Yeah. I'd give her a um, a solid B plus, I would a say. A B plus, yeah, 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 me
1: too. I wasn't remotely worried once she finished. I was like, she did good. For me, there wasn't a single front runner that I was like, they're going to fucking smoke. I thought Bimini would probably do well. But it wasn't like when you have Bob in a season and you're like, you are a funny bitch. This is exactly what you do and get paid to do five times a week. Uh, so I thought it was anyone's game.
0: I, I thought it was a bit unfair that they later on blamed their laughing on awkwardness because, like, no, you were laughing. You were, were laughing gags. at horror. It's called Make 'em Gag. And she ugh, literally was... and physically, if the penises were allowed on set, je gag. So we need to know what she said.
1: I think you're going to be so deflated and so disappointed. I also had three people in my inbox saying, find out what they bleeped out from (laughs) horror. The thing that me and my nan had in common were gaping assholes. (laughs) They obviously had a production and uh, narrative idea that they needed to get and Ahura up against each other. They made it seem like she was super blue like, they were beeping all this shit out. Like, she was super offensive, which she wasn't. Like, need I remind you that we've had... The Rosebuds are in full bloom. We've had Bianca talking about, like... Oh, need we? Need I remind you that Bimini was like, I am too young to be fucked by a priest. Like, yeah.
0: And they... It
1: was not blue.
0: Look at Lady Bunny. Like, she yeah. is, like, known to be, like, the filthiest bitch in town. But, Drag like, it's punk. fine. It's not an all-ages show. Like, they were way too... Double standard with a, h- a horror.
1: If it's not suitable for the BBC, take it to Channel 4. Take it to Late Night Channel 5. Don't sanitise drag. Just like, put it on
0: Channel 5 after the Red Shoe Diaries.
1: Exactly. When I found that out, then I was like, do you know what? They're trying to create a storyline with this mm-hmm. and that isn't really there. Um, and it, I thought... Then I got a pit in my stomach and I was like, no, this doesn't... The, I, You know when you get that feeling when you're like, the judging doesn't match up with what's going on on stage? Mm. So either they're not showing us the full story or they're showing us a produced bit of the story to try and...
0: Contrived.
1: Yeah, which Trifling. I don't. Trifling. Um, and special shout out to, she may be tall, but her cock is small.
0: <laughs> That's how I'm going to be
1: introducing you onto stage.
0: <laughs> oh, but I'm small. And
1: your cock is... Um, <laughs>
0: Next up, Ellie. First of all, face. Come on. 10 points for the I'm not, face. I'm,
1: I'm not. I'm going to stop myself from saying that. because I can't I Can't say it every week.
0: Well, that's. I just have to say something positive about okay. the stand-up. Uh,
1: it was demented. It and was I-
0: reminded me of Blue Hydrangea's um, Mary Berry, which I just found so crap and cringe.
1: So crap and cringe. Do you <laughs> want to come up with some different <laughs> words there?
0: No. <laughs> um, it was bizarre and I
1: how dare they say that they were laughing out of awkwardness for a horror yeah. when clearly you could tell by their reaction. Rue w- looked like he wanted his seat to eject him. Like they were all like looking at each other, like grimacing and laughing. Like it was, there was no gags. There was no punchlines. It was just very, very odd.
0: You could have got off, uh, gotten away with the demonic voice like the first time, but then mm. like, well, that's kind of Alan Carr's fault because he was like, run with it um but yeah just so the bit about the frog at the end like the ribbit ribbit thing I was just like what is going on why are they laughing but also it wasn't funny no my boyfriend said if this wins this is truly a reflection on how bad British comedy has got
1: yeah 100% this is inspired by talking to you Frankie
0: Boyle I'm talking (laughs) to you who's that posh one
1: Oh my God! What the one that always, whose dad always talks about how big his cock is?
0: Oh no, not Jack Whitehall. um... God,
1: that's literally all I know about him. I saw an
0: interview (laughs) once where he was like, "My son's got such a massive cock." What's it called when you touch end to end?
1: Uh, Docking.
0: Docking. I bet he docks his son. Oh
1: yeah, hundred percent. But docking is actually when you place your bell ends end to end, Mm. and then you move your foreskins over onto the other bell end.
0: It sounds quite cute to be honest. It does,
1: like a lovely friendship bracelet. Yeah. Um, Michael
0: McIntyre is who I was uh, talking about.
1: Let's put a bit of pet back in our step. Let's talk Bimini.
0: First again, sensational. Looks Bombshell. gorgeous. Stunning. <laughs> Very Miss Fame energy.
1: That is exactly what I thought. This really reminded me of that specific comedy scene because I thought Ahura, when she came in, she was giving me Pearl energy Ooh. when she walked in, giving you, you know, they said that she was kind of like a Marilyn Monroe with the Kennedys.
0: Yeah. That wig was House of Peluca. Gorgeous.
1: Because Bimini gives you non-conventional wig stylings most of the time, I really like to see when you just see sort of like classic old Hollywood on her. Yeah, really she nice. just looks
0: so like sultry and like yeah. femme fatale. Um, I
1: I just thought she was absolutely perfect. I didn't really write anything, to be honest.
0: It seems very relaxed on stage. Mm. Uh, lol at the Dibley joke. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, it went a bit roasty.
1: Yeah. But, but I think that they do always tell you that, that they're like if in order to make no you will never laugh more in a comedy set than if the joke's about you so it's like give rue a joke give Michelle a joke like include them so it's not just like them watching a show I think it, that was actually quite smart
0: yeah I didn't mind it too much but normally um I don't like it when they're given a comedy challenge and it is all roast because there are separate roast challenges and they are yeah. I like to tagline of not a joke just a fact although we've got things to say about. Taglines going down well or not going down well yeah, later very on. Very selective. Mm-hmm. I would give Bimmers an A minus.
1: I would give her an A. I just thought that, like I said before, fifty percent of it is right is brilliant writing. Fifty percent of it is being relaxed enough and being relatable enough to the audience so that they relax and laugh with you, mm. which is really fucking hard to do. And then next up we have Lady Lawrence. What did Lady you think, Lawrence?
0: Where are the jokes? <laughs> Um, like, sure, it's a coming out story. I don't want to, like, belittle that or anything, but come on, where's the pace, hun? Ellie's face for you
1: is Lawrence's padding for me. Just every single time she comes out, I just think, that padding is... Although... <gasps> not in the main stage, you're going to say.
0: Yeah, not when she turns to the side. Penny. She's got it from She's the front. a real
1: girl, real hips. You
0: can't be having all them hips and then have no butt to go with it. Yeah. But... Oh, women are mammals. <laughs> We're all built
1: differently. We're all just blue whales. Both of the Scottish queens dressed in red. Interesting. Interesting. Not actually that interesting.
0: No. But- <laughs> no just oh, I, um,
1: I thought she bombed.
0: Yeah. The best thing about this was when it cut to the others and just all four of them looked so gorgeous, especially Tays and Bimini on the front row. Those cheekbones could cut glass. We'll put a picture up.
1: I thought what is confusing about Lawrence, though, is that... We're confusing her being a comedy queen to her being a good host. You can tell she is a fucking good host. It is in her blood. Like Dawn says later that just like I warm to you straight away. Um, And I think that she's really good at coming on stage and she has confidence in what she says and she puts the audience at ease. But I don't see comedy queen for her.
0: Well, that's why I was surprised. (laughs) That's how I would think about me. Like I could maybe say a couple of things here and there, but I wouldn't want to go and do a bloody Mm. stand up.
1: Um, so what would you have given uh, old Lady Lawrence?
0: C. C plus.
1: C? Okay. A I would have C, a C, a C. gone D. I didn't. Um, I, I just didn't, like you said, where are the jokes? Mm. I just didn't think that it was funny. No. Which I hate for her because she more than anyone needs to have a good comedy challenge and she just didn't, did she? Mm. Sad.
0: She needs her uh, redemption that a horror got but she's absolutely don't think gonna be another chance for that. i don't
1: think her going off on uh ellie diamond is gonna be <laughs> constructive for her uh but next up we have our lord and savior Tase. what did you think
0: gorgeous <laughs> absolutely sensational that black wig styled by vodka um she wasn't lying when she was like i better make sure i look good in case the jokes aren't there because she looked maybe the nicest i've seen her the whole season i loved her I she was fucking funny i was laughing so much i didn't at all mind her but that's another story for another time and yeah why is bimmers allowed a catchphrase and taste isn't
1: i think because this isn't my belief but i think this is what they would say bimini's was a joke and Tases wasn't
0: it was actually a fact it wasn't a joke
1: (laughs) (laughs) but taste they were saying like every time she repeated that it was like a reminder that she wasn't doing very well
0: I think I didn't notice that she wasn't doing that well. There was like a sort of bit where she kind of looked like she was kind of remembering her thoughts. But yeah, the way they shot it, I thought, made it seem that she was doing quite well. And I didn't think that the judges were giving her looks like she looked nervous or anything. I thought I was quite surprised with how they judged her
1: when they started laughing though i was like okay like because i as soon as she came on i was like okay obviously she was fucking gorgeous but like i was i was nervous and then as soon as they started laughing with her i was like okay we're okay but as you'll see who fucking knows like the judges i'm sorry this more than ever in this season Actually, what happened on that stage was not reflective of what the judges said afterwards. But, no. Uh but that's TV for you. Um but I'd she give just give
0: her a B plus. A
1: B plus. I'd yeah. give her a yeah, yeah, I'd give her a B. Jolly good effort, I thought. I just thought she both her and Ahura did well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the only person I would say that did that I that I personally didn't enjoy was Ellie and kind of Lawrence. Yeah, so same. for me.
0: So at this point I was feeling confident.
1: Same. <laughs> How the mighty fool, Luke's. How the mighty fool. So now we have Stoned on the Runway as we see the girls' outfits. So Luke's, what would you go for Stoned on the Runway, I imagine?
0: Well, I can't believe no one else had done this, but I would go like stoned. Because I do like to live a very 420 lifestyle. You
1: do 420 blazer.
0: Um so my first my first thought. Was bearing in mind, I do know none of these ever have to be created, so they can be yeah. quite stupid. So imagine lots of black and gray chiffon stones, all sparkling, that's kind of like attached at my ankles, and there are lots of fans blowing it up. So as I'm walking, I look naked, but it's actually like enveloping me in sparkly black and uh, gray moving smoke as I go up and down the runway. That
1: was my idea. Okay, I'm seeing it for you. I thought, I don't want to do a stone. What I'll do is the Rolling Stones and do like a lovely Anita Pallenberg, like groupie girl. Um, that's like, I love the stones. Stones on the runway. Question mark. I really hate
0: it, I <laughs> What I'm selling, you, well.
1: you are not buying. No. <laughs> um, that was my first thought. But then I thought, actually, what I'd want to do is... Completely nude, but not like nude illusion, like actually nude, like violet nude on the runway, and then a sort of like urte, like dripping in, like just my entire body is like covered in, like dripping in diamonds, like that. You remember when we can do that look for you on Studio Fifty Four, mm. just like cuffs around the ankles and wrists, and then just the whole thing just dripping in diamonds, but not on a on a leotard, on a nude body, on a nude and board. then turn around, bam, but. And then first up, we have Ahura. What are your thoughts, Lukey?
0: thought she looked absolutely sensational. Fan.
1: That The face, the makeup on her was...
0: All of it. <sighs> um, I am not one to shy away from a bodysuit or a leotard. No. I thought she looked gorgeous. She had the most amount of stones on her compared to she anyone. She
1: expensive. It looked couture.
0: I gave it a 10.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Mum has been
0: generous this episode I also gave it well. <laughs> um, I just thought
1: Stoned on the runway If you're going to do stones That's how you do stones Yeah um, Loved the hair as well mm-hmm. um, House of Peluca, I believe
0: Yes I believe so Did uh, you get the RuPaul reference?
1: I did get the RuPaul reference It also very much served me baps
0: mm. Next up we have Ellie I was absolutely pissing myself That she's got Yeti Davis size. <laughs> <laughs> when they said the Yeti Ford clinic <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, but that was when I stopped laughing.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, now you have to go after a horror again. And uh, (laughs) look what happens. You have got barely any stones on you, Ellie Diamond.
1: Well, I want to call out that I don't think that this outfit was intended for stones on the runway.
0: She did say that on her Instagram. Did she?
1: So it definitely wasn't for this one because I just thought it doesn't really actually fit in any way. Crafty. Yet again, more fun for, not for me.
0: It was just, yeah, like a little skater skirt and a top.
1: Especially with a horror saying that it was very simple and what we expected. And then basically seeing the exact same outfit yeah. again this week. <laughs> she was like, no, it's a completely different silhouette. And then serving it again, just in white. I then that's
0: a bit like old Vanessa Vanjie Mateo. Like, at that point, if all you've brought is bodysuits, like what can you do? Yeah, <laughs> if all you've brought yeah, is A-lines, sure. then like what are you going to do?
1: Yeah. Although uh, she
0: can actually sew, so she could have been... Pulling off that fabric wall if she really wanted to. But.
1: I think we should start the no more fun fur challenge for Ellie because it's not even like... Fun. <laughs> <laughs> I gave this a five.
0: Gave it a six. Six. Mm. Generous, Jenny.
1: That's this sick. is again giving me that cutesy girly thing that I just don't like. Young. <laughs> I don't like young girls, okay?
0: Well, your internet search says differently, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and then next up we have
1: Bim Bimmers.
0: I screamed when this came round the corner.
1: A zip girl. Yeah.
0: Oh, please. please. Alan Carr, give me strength. So good. That hair was by Ross Quan. her Shirley from EastEnders little mini mulls.
1: That cute little middle parting as well on the mullet. Oh, I die. And that gorgeous sort of like Comme de Garçon oversized blazer as well. I just thought, bitch, let us take one single breath. She just will not let the girls come up for air, will she?
0: Down to those see-through Cinderella shoes covered in spots.
1: Saw so someone on Instagram being like, "Good to see Bim is up there repping her good friend Barb's because all the toes are really squashed in the shoe."
0: Shout out Barb's.
1: First of all, I should say that I gave this a ten, but Me I would too. like. To, <laughs> I would like to say I'm also going to add up at the end what out of like a hundred or whatever it is that I gave Bim. The oh yeah, maybe like finally finale. we'll see
0: who won the tots of the truffles. Yeah. Bimini. E, I would like to question stones on the runway because the zits were stoned,
1: but. Literally every drag queen's outfit ever is stoned, so...
0: Not Bimini's, though, necessarily. Okay, that's
1: true. That's true. I just felt like it was so conceptual that maybe it belonged somewhere else, but I wasn't mad at it, clearly. Ten.
0: Ruth Tenor lady is due for a change because she could not stop gushing. <laughs> uh, that's I, an old joke as well, FYI.
1: And then next up, we have Ms Chaney. Um, I put pepto crystallised.
0: <laughs> I put Cheshire Cat slash Mr Blobby.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: I thought the headpiece with the kind of um, crystals was quite cool, but it would have been so much nicer, like with a lovely, gorgeous wig underneath it.
1: I thought more than any of the others, this definitely seems like it was supposed to be for something
0: else. I mean, it was definitely stoned. It was shiny. Yeah, true, Those kind actually. of AliExpress crystals, though, maybe. But, but, but let's thought... not bring cost into it, because we know they only get paid about £3 at their Scottish Oh, kits.
1: yeah, 100%. Um I didn't think this looked cheap, though, (laughs) at all. I thought the opposite. I thought it looked expensive. But I was just confused because she was painted pink, but, like, I suppose stoned a gemstone. Um,
0: Rose quartz. I used to go to Hebrew school with her. Hebrew (laughs) school,
1: sure. (laughs) Um, I thought the pink face was actually really gorgeous on her, and I thought her shading was again, I love... She's definitely softening up her face, but I thought when she turned and I saw that face, I thought, that's that's a bit of me, that is. So yeah, I went seven for Lawrence.
0: I went 6.5. Transfers. Okay, okay. Um, and then next up we have...
1: <laughs> Sorry, we're laughing because we, we look at each other deep in the eyes as we do this podcast and I just know that your girl is about to go off.
0: Taste, taste, taste on the runway, 10. Mm. <laughs> yeah, same. Oh my God. So my
1: first thought was... As
0: soon as she came around, I was like, okay,
1: Nadia Alman, Mugler, into it. The uh, face? Uh, a sensation. Unparalleled.
0: Ugh. So it seemed a lot more kind of soft and like goldeny. I I don't know, just yeah, gorgeous, the highlights metallic were, vibes.
1: Yeah, it was just, oh my God, it was so gorgeous. Do we know who the hair's by? Because I thought that was really...
0: It was Steve Austin, but then it was styled by someone else. I really? think just one of her hunky, hunky friends.
1: I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, and I loved as well, like... Because she's so tall and so um, slender to then just continue to bring the silhouette up as well. Because she always does flat, long, flat hair, which kind of brings her down. Mm. I thought like to bring it up, honey, bring it up. I gave her a 10. But my one thing that I was maybe not sold on so much is when she turned around and she had that weird cheese string.
0: Yes, I think it was because in the photos she's done since, it looks good because it's like a little diamante mm. at the front. But when it was at the back, because you could see like the line of the tights around the waist and then this little like yeah. white T bar. But I didn't
1: mind the front at all. A little crystallized vagina. Gorgeous. But it was the back. It was just that weird, because you know, like when you're wearing nine pairs of tights and your G-string can't actually go into your crack. Yeah,
0: it just goes
1: like flat. Yeah, that's my one. Like a potato. So then we do our wigs, zinger and minger of the week on the runway. What was your zinger, honey?
0: Not on the runway, but okay. me me, zinger was Tase's Styled by Vodka black updo from the Comedy oh, Challenge. Oh my
1: God, shout out to star by Vodka. Sometimes I think updo's look a bit mumsy and it just looked very fucking elegant. But mm. then maybe, could you ever put anything on Tase and make it look mumsy?
0: The Kath and Kim wig. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My zinger of the week was Bimini's gorgeous little middle parting Shirley from EastEnders hair. Mm. Absolutely loved it on her. And also as well, because she's got such a tiny little head. Um, I love things that are like really close up to her face. They just make her look so dainty and feminine. Yeah. And I just loved it. Um, Super cute. What about the minger?
0: It would have to be RuPaul's Summer of Love (laughs) thing. I don't even know. That was
1: mine too. As soon as RuPaul stepped through that door, I thought, okay, the yellow... Sure, was a joke. You're covering up your fa- your your facelift scars. You need something rather that than when you were trying to bring around that Erica Badu scarf moment. But this is actually just fucking ugly.
0: That, I don't. Yeah, what is this? Is this just what Rue does for his male drag now?
1: No, it's like the it's like the haircuts that you give to sort of like eight year old boys in American teen films.
0: But I just don't get it. Yeah, like I felt like the last one was a ode to Ginny. So what is this? I don't
1: know. I was trying to think as well. Like, hang on, has she maybe tied it in with like the? Is this supposed to be like her? Um... Is that her joke? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like maybe it was her thing to do with like mask because she was doing like the, the mask challenge. I thought, whatever it is, keep it.
0: We're just about to have a break, so please enjoy these adverts, and we'll be back shortly. <laughs> is the essence of wigs. and wigs is the
1: essence of beauty. So beautiful. Gorgeous. Beauty is only follicle deep.
0: Use code CLIFFHANGERS for 15% off on trophypigwigs.co.uk. Idiot.
1: What was that code?
0: CLIFFHANGERS.
1: Oh. Be beautiful. Be hairy. it has come that time again where we shout out one of our favourite queer businesses here on Cliffhangers. And this week, it is the shining time of one of our favourite queer venues in London, and it is the Bethnal Green Working Women's Club. Now, I'm pretty sure a lot of you podcast listeners have been there and probably been to maybe Mariah and Friends, which is run by the incomparable Crystal or we also have Outhouse London, which is returning to a sold-out night um, that includes many of the Drag Race girls. And a lot of the Drag Race girls perform there. Is one of the best venues to go and see East London drag in. Just a reminder that as things open up, we are going to need to come together as a community and go and support these queer venues who have had like over a year out of not being able to make money. So I suggest that if you, if you and the gals need a night out, get yourself down to Bethnal Green Work and Men's Club. Shout out to Warren and Charlotte. Uh, it's one of the best venues in London. And go spend your monies, girl. Okay, you girls are back. And next up, we have our critiques. So... One good thing about when they whittle the girls down is that everyone gets critiqued. Because, you know, Mm. at the beginning, it's so dog shit. They're like, if you're safe, you might never speak to the judges until you are in the bottom.
0: Yeah, until it's too late.
1: Yeah. Um, So I like it when they finally start critiquing all of the girls. Uh Uhura's face while they were critiquing her was honestly killing me. She just, there was tears in her eyes. She looked so defeated. I was like, oh, oh my God. And that's when it started kicking in. Like, she could be in the bottom.
0: Yeah, she was very deflated.
1: And I thought, Dawn French, if I know you like I know you, you pick her up. You pick my girl up. And she did.
0: Yeah, I thought she actually had some quite good comments. They they kind of just said it was a bit blue. Remember, this is the Beeb. But apart from that, I thought it was generally positive. So... I didn't really know why she did look so deflated.
1: Seeing her face light up as they started talking about her outfit, though, one of the judges gave a comment that was similar to the sort of like, I would give this a standing ovation. Like Mm. One of the judges said something that was like such high praise and they all uniformly were like, you look fantastic. Mm. And I thought, just as I said before, whatever the challenge is, She's going to fuck up that runway. You know it. She has not missed once with an outfit. No, never. Um, and so, yeah, I, uh, then I was like, okay, maybe we'll see how they deal with the other people. And when they got to Bimini, I just thought, oh, Bimini. They were
0: just going the fuck off for Bimini, weren't they? You are
1: a superstar.
0: And she just takes it so, she just sort of stands there with like a so half non- smile on. like yeah, yeah. All right.
1: And when they said, you have filthy and non-filthy jokes, I went, don't you dare show a horror! What do they do? Cut to a horror. Of course. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> not on my BBC. This is why we do not pay our TV license. Dawn French was looking at her and she just went, oh, "You're just so brave." And she was just smiling at her like an adoring mum. And I thought, Oh, imagine what it's like to stand up as a proud Bimini Bombulash, and they're just all like fawning over you every time.
0: Mm. Um, and- but then, like she did say, she has had to work up from almost going home. Episode one. Imagine if that had fucking happened. Oh my god. But one thing I love
1: about her, which is so gorgeous to see, is like how calm she is. Mm. Because I think that's how you
0: win. She's living the vegan loco, isn't she? (laughs) (laughs) Banger. Um,
1: And I'd like to point out now, you know, if there's the one talent I have saying what people look like, I'd like to call up RuPaul myself and say the young actress that she looks like is Jodie Foster. That was the first thing I said when she came on TV. Picture Jodie Foster's little face in uh, Silence of the Lambs. Tis her. We'll We'll do a side-by-side. We'll put a side-by-side comparison up on the thing. It was nice that they said to Lawrence that she was the most natural comic, but they got to stop saying these things to her because until she wins the comedy challenge, every comment is another bit of kindling on the fire to just send her up in flames because Mm -hmm. they're all saying you're a funny, funny bitch, but I think she's a good host. (laughs) (laughs) This was one of the times when the critiques were so confusing as to who was going to go home. But from the critiques, I... Definitely would have thought it would be Ellie and Lawrence that would be up.
0: Uh, well, I just thought they would have had a lot harsher critiques.
1: Yeah. What about Dawn speaking Welsh to taste? <laughs> oh, just two Welsh sisters.
0: Is she uh, Welsh, Dawn French? No. I mean, I didn't but, think I mean, she, she just, was French,
1: but. <laughs> no, but she spoke Welsh to her. She so, did. therefore. Um
0: I can say Araf. <laughs> that means Slow. I know that from the roads. it says
1: it on them. This is when the hairs on the back of my neck started going up because I thought something's amiss here.
0: Yeah, I've written, if taste and a whore are both in the bottom together, I'm going to be sick.
1: I mean, then we head into Untucked, where it goes the fuck off.
0: If I could whistle, I'd go, whoo. But that was a lovely little sound
1: anyway. Um, uh, So first of all, I want to point out that um, a little bit of backstage intel, the reason why Ahura was so hot is because they actually, on the stage, they asked who should go home and they didn't show it.
0: Oh, and everyone said Ahura.
1: She said one person said her. Read Ellie Diamond.
0: <laughs> so I wonder, I'd be very interested to know who the other queens said. Ellie. I everyone imagine. else said ellie well i
1: um, no i um, that's just my guess yeah i guess that they would say from the because because they obviously all heard the comedy challenge and well, I, they
0: were sitting side stage
1: so yeah i imagine they all would have said ellie apart from ellie who obviously had to say someone else and she said a horror and so i feel like that was like how fucking dare you stand on that station i should go home when...
0: but then wouldn't a horror have said ellie so it's kind of but ellie titties have for tatties isn't yeah, it
1: yeah truly i mean remember tv show a game <laughs> <laughs> But Lawrence went straight the fuck in, didn't Mm. she? Lawrence is
0: hot, 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 hot. Yeah, so angry. It's a game, honey.
1: Truly. And again, we saw taste being very diplomatic here, which I thought is a good position. Even though she's probably scared for her life, it's a good position to be in. And I thought, that is queen shit. She's Mm. like, listen, I might have to lip sync, but I have written my own fate. I was the one up on that stage. And I thought that's good. Because she seems a lot more in control of her emotions.
0: Yeah, I think Ahura, as we're now BFFs, obviously know her so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like she's someone to like react now, I'm a bit like that as well, and then think later. No, I won't believe it. But Um, Tay seems to kind of take a breath, assess the situation, and then come to a reasonable conclusion.
1: Yeah, what I saw the first time with Ahura, specifically, and Lawrence's reaction, is that because Ahura has gone on record saying like, I wouldn't punch down. Like, I'm going to... I wouldn't punch Ellie. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's gone in saying that, I think it was a bit of misdirected anger that they were kind of saying, like, kind of harking back to what Lawrence said at the beginning, like, what you did was shady. But if you're going to do that, just be shady and just be like, yeah, I did do that. And I think that they wanted some conviction from her. That They wanted her to say... Do you know what? It's a game. Get over it. You know, the famous Naomi Smalls, life's not fair. Mm. They wanted that moment so they could be like, right, well, it's fucking on, bitch. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's harder. They were almost like goading her To say like, yeah, that's what I fucking did. It's a game. Get over it, so that they can feel more valid in their anger. Yeah. But because she was kind of being soft with it and saying like, oh, I feel bad, and I
0: and she probably did feel bad. Like she's still got to make the choice, though. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, Bimini reckons that with Lawrence and Ellie, it goes a lot deeper than what we're seeing, which is what I was saying earlier. Like there is some underlying. Yeah. Scottish rivalry there and some kind of sense of hierarchy, I think.
1: Lawrence believes that she's Scottish royalty. And I think that she maybe thought that she was going to be a new Scottish queen. Maybe the the expectation that Lawrence had about how good she was going to be maybe isn't being met. And she's still neck and neck with Ellie and it's not... It don't feel good for her.
0: No, although she has won the most badges tied with Bimini, but I suppose yeah, I mean, you she's... only concentrate on the, the next, and not you?
1: Yeah, and also, this is a pressure cooker. They're all just freaking the fuck out. These are all children.
0: Whatever happened, whoever won the mini challenge, whoever had to go in whatever order, someone would have been pressed.
1: Then we head back to the judges. I didn't like any of the critiques when they went back. No. <laughs> it, was like, it was really hot me up.
0: I just don't understand how um, so... A horror gets, like, a bad point for being rude. Yeah. And Ellie gets almost a bad point for being rude because she wasn't as rude as a horror. But yet Michelle said her outfit was the worst on the runway when a Horace was the best. So, like, the runway has to come into these mind maps at the maths at some point. So, they They ain't mathin'. Where's Carol Vorderman? <laughs>
1: yeah. Very, very stressed and pressed at this point. I've never had a season of Drag Race where I've cared so deeply about the girls. Whatever happens to, like... Pretty much all of them now that are left, like I'm going to be super shooketh over. And so this is the first time that I was like, oh my God, they might put two of my absolute favourites up against each other. I did think, okay, it's going to be Ahura and Ellie. And I thought, Ahura, it's your time to shine. you got you got to take that girl out. You've got to sniper her. And I, again, wasn't that- Not biased on the pod? Nope, never. Um, and I wasn't that worried. <laughs> again, like I was, I was annoyed because I was like, Ahura should not be in this position. But I was like- What I do know about Ahura is that she's going to absolutely tear this performance down.
0: Um, I just couldn't believe that uh, Lawrence had made and kicked up such a fuss to then end up being second, very unrightly second. I thought that was Mm. a joke. And then when it was revealed that Lawrence was second and it was revealed that Ellie, Tace and Ahura at the bottom three, I was just like, one of my honeys is going to be in the bottom. And then when I realised both of them were going to be in the bottom, I... Literally started to sweat and I felt sick to my core.
1: I was sat about six inches away from my screen on the floor with tears in my eyes this entire performance. I was literally like, yeah, I was like blinking back tears like the whole performance.
0: Yeah, I just had my hands over my face the whole time, like sort of like staring through my fingers. I couldn't watch.
1: I... And to have to go through that by yourself, me and Lukey watch it separately um, and then come together to discuss it. And I was like, I need to be holding onto Lukey's hand, squashing it into dust at this point. Because I was like, this is, I'm going to say it, this is the most emotional runway moment. This, to me, trumps, I'd like to leave it on, please, who was... Valentina was like one of our top gals
0: I still can't really watch the end of that episode when she has to lip sync I always skip to the next
1: this is yeah this is and when I rewatched it this morning as well I had tears in my eyes again I was like wow this this, this moment really is it's a killer
0: Luckily there was a bit of light comedy relief when you just see the size difference between Bimini and Ellie. <laughs> You're back <in> the room. <laughs> uh, my
1: comedy relief was when this lip sync started. You just kept you kept all seeing Lawrence in the background, who was she was literally like like their dance mum at regionals, just like going <laughs> so hard at the background. Um, I thought this was quite reminiscent of the Naomi and Monet Exchange lip sync when they did the Judy one. Mm-hmm when you had two real different styles of lip sync to a ballad. Now, Taste was giving you, reminiscent of her memory performance, like the bit she sent home on memory, uh, she was giving you stoic and she was, like, working with stillness. Like, she would move every so often, but it was all about her, like, composure and she was selling you the story, whereas a was, like, really giving you physicality.
0: A more like raw emotion.
1: Yeah. And she was moving so much more and she was, her stagecraft was so good. She was like, the way that she was using like her walk forwards and just physically, I thought Ahura was fucking fantastic. I mean, I thought she was going to be fucking fantastic anyway, but this is why I nearly had an aneurysm because I was like, both of these are exquisite. I would so happily watch Either of these performances, like they're so fucking brilliant.
0: My kingdom for a double save. That's all I ask.
1: I cannot believe it was not a double save. When they
0: left in Candy Muse the other week and you're going to send home Jorge.
1: I saw that actually Drag Race did post this on their Twitter. When, as soon as the music started and um, Ahura just straight away started walking to the back, you saw Lawrence be like, huh? Because it was like, are you pulling a ginny lemon? But luckily, boom! She throws a hand up, and then the performance of a lifetime begins. I thought it was so heart-wrenching. Thoughts on the song?
0: Um, I again, I'm not really a fan of the music that they're choosing. Just give them something that they would actually perform to in a club.
1: Where is Samantha Mumba? Where is Steps? Oh, what, you're telling me they, you're telling me they wouldn't rock out to another deeper shade of blue? Why Come the on. fuck
0: aren't all of Steps? On the judging panel, guest
1: judges. Get rid of Michelle. Get rid of (laughs) Lou. Just five members of Steps. Actually, I could do without Lee. To be honest, I could do just the girls. Actually, (laughs) girls,
0: girls, girls. Um, I thought it was a very tough call because I thought Taste was going to go as she's shown us this kind of still ballad performance before in Memory. Yeah, and also this is her third lip sync. I did that. Didn't
1: even clock to me. Like I. Now that you said it, obviously, yeah, she's lip-synced three times.
0: Can you name uh, any of the people that have survived three lip-syncs?
1: <gasps> they have survived three lip-syncs? Yes. There Ka- are Cameron one, two, Michaels. three,
0: four, five, six, seven, including taste. Ah!
1: It's Cameron Michaels. Yep. Um, one of them you're going to be absolutely livid about. I've got to at least get one more. Who is the one that I'd be mad at?
0: Raja O'Hara. I really don't like oh, it, Have oh, really? you Have you given up? Yeah. Okay, so they are B, Alexis Mateo, Coco Montrese, Darian Lake, Cameron Michaels, Raja O'Hara and now Tace.
1: I just really thought it was going to be a double save. There was a cut into Ellie at the back and you could see that she had tears streaming down her face and I thought... This, for a young queen, this is going to be really difficult to deal with because she knows how popular Ahura is on the outside world and how beloved both of them are. And I thought that there must be, she already feels completely underestimated by the girls. I thought that if you, if she feels like she was definitely going to have to lip sync and then Ahura and taste are both thrown into this lip sync, when you feel like, do you know, what, actually, I should be there? That must be a fucking awful feeling. I'm glad that we could sort of pick up the energy of talking about this lip sync because if you could have seen the unhinged messages that I sent to Lukey after this, I was like, as soon as you have finished the episode, call
0: me. You could see the unhinged Instagram stories he was posting from Truffle. Peaks. I don't even give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I,
1: literally, I literally posted a um, story that was like, there has never been such a heart wrenching, a beautiful. I cannot believe that it. it wasn't. A double save just like absolutely i was like so emotional we should find out if anyone is the
0: official leader of the street team
1: of the ahora street team yeah uh girls message us because if you need it started we're ready um <laughs> i don't give a fuck now that she's gone i can freely freely and proudly say like i'm don't even care how biased i seem like ahora was one of my absolute golden favorites of who of everyone that's ever been on the show Same. and so we said it at the beginning like Anyone that goes is going to be someone's favourite. I just didn't want to
0: just be my (laughs) favourite. I thought it was very unfortunate that she then had a massive grey lipstick mark on her cheek for the end.
1: But most importantly, Ahura, obviously queen of our hearts, she was so quick to go on social media and say like, me and Ellie are best friends. We FaceTime every single day. Like, this is a TV show. We were hot at the time. We were giving you good TV. Like, nothing... How you feel about Ellie and our relationship is not important because I love her Yeah, and she loves me. And I just thought, that's how you fucking do it. Because remember what happened with Valentino, And they were like, why didn't you go on and stick up for the girl when everyone was giving her shit?
0: And oh, I don't it. really check my messages. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be, it would hurt, sure. But I think if anyone's going to send me home, I think I would want it to be my friend who I know I'm rooting for. Because if I'm rooting for you to win, then you've beaten everyone. So it doesn't matter that you beat me. It's like... You beat me and you take us both to the top.
1: I think as well, like, we are living in a drag race world now where you, if you in the top five and you leave, she knows it don't fucking matter. Like, you're not going
0: to get the 100k either way, so. Yeah,
1: you're, there's no prize that you're missing out on.
0: I do think it was funny, though, um, after we see horror being so gracious and doing her lovely goodbyes backstage, cut to the main stage. Chase ain't got a care in the world, honey. She's just dancing <laughs> around. She's ready to go. I think at this point as well, you've had your time to get over it. And yeah. now you're just ign- enjoying the, like, watching the episodes come out, seeing how people react to your looks. Yeah, there'll be some bad reactions. But, like, all of the actual beef and anger, hopefully, especially with their year's worth of um, mental health assistance, yeah. is, yeah, it's all in the past. She's been going through a pandemic. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, there, things have happened. Bigger shit on than RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah.
1: I wanted more from a horror, like, The looks that she's given have been so fucking great. She and, for me, her and Bimley have been the number two fashion gals. And I would have loved to see more looks from her. Mm. And hopefully she'll give us some on the gram, but I would have loved to see her given the proper platform for it. And I feel like at this point, I don't need to see anything more from Ellie. She's
0: plateau puss. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I loved how gentle her leaving speech was. She just seemed so. It was again the lump in my throat, even this morning on the second watch. Like, she just seemed so defeated. I, I really felt like that last speech was from George rather than a horror. I feel like she let down the guard of a horror and gave you that. It
0: tied up all the loose ends, though, that I needed. I felt like uh, she got her closure. We got our closure. She gave
1: you a great line. Leaving. Yeah.
0: In a world of hoes, be a horror.
1: This season of Drag Race is the first time that I think.
0: I need me some merch. I need
1: <laughs> I need to be repping the girls. Like I've never thought that before, and I'm obviously we are long time stands. But I thought I need to be out on these streets in the drag race girls merch.
0: Yeah, I've got a lovely Shea Kool-Aid t shirt, but I could do with some some UK merch.
1: Um, so yeah, a heartbreaking episode, but fucking fantastic TV.
0: Next week. <laughs> do, 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 literally, And a guest appearance from the iconic Natalie Cassidy. If she doesn't rock up in those
1: sateen ruched pedal pushers with the sex choker, <laughs> that is the most iconic, like, naughties outfit to me ever. That's all I ever think of when I think of Natalie Cassidy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got the
0: choker, honey. Yeah, I bet you have. <laughs> um, I, I don't think RuPaul is going to have any freaking idea who she is. I mean, I imagine
1: if you said Natalie Cassidy to most people, they wouldn't—they'd know her from Sonia. But like, mm. she—I wouldn't say that her acting range has been extensive.
0: You're telling uh, me you couldn't get old uh, Kat Slater? What's her name? Oh,
1: uh, what's her name? But yeah, very exciting to see Sonia. So, but only through Zoom. Disappointing.
0: Oh, the Anne Hathaway. Yeah, that really goes to show the budget difference between US and UK. Here is an Oscar winning actress. Here is someone who has won the TV Soap Awards 1999 through 2002.
1: I refuse to believe she's won any awards. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk season three Dreamcast. (laughs) My season three Dreamcast this week is the vivacious uh, Mahatma Candy. Have you seen Mahatma Candy perform live? I have. You have? Honestly, just, first of all, just like such a brilliant performer. But of late, on the gram, giving you some, like, Linda Evangelista glam. The face now is so softened and so beautiful and just giving you real fashion moments as well. So I'd love to see what she would bring, the energy she'd she'd bring to the... Do you want to
0: spell that for the girls? To the
1: race, yeah. So Mahatma, so we have, so if you go to at on Instagram, Mahatma, M-A-H-A-T-M-A, and then Candy is... K-H-A-N-D-I, Mahatma Candy.
0: You ain't never going to get this, Mahatma candy. She's giving
1: you hashtag rich auntie energy (laughs) and just love her, love to see her.
0: This week, I will go with gorgeous Doncaster Glamour Puss, Naomi Carter. That's Miss Naomi Carter on Instagram to you. She's just a stunning, stunning girl. That face. Although she's stunning and just beautiful girl makeup, she often does do quite weird club kiddie stuff too so don't put her in a box honey put her in a bag and take her out sure (laughs) (laughs) unhinged
1: narration there from (laughs) Lukey but yeah absolutely love we haven't got very many of these left but Lukey I've got to ask you of the the episode Rose and Thorn what was your Rose?
0: well my pus is on fire it's got to be that (laughs) Zit suit from Bimini is my yeah. rose.
1: What, like a zoot suit, but a yeah. zit suit? Oh. Zit suit, zit suit. Yeah, um, my rose was, obviously this is my last time that I can fully stand Tayora. but one bit that I just absolutely fucking loved was before they lip-synced, when Taste turned to a horror, I was like, love you, bitch. I thought that is so... I, I hope that if I was standing up there with you, and just looked over and we had to lip sync against each other i fucking hope that i would be able to just be like no matter what happens like you got this bitch but i think i'd be so terrified and i thought that that really shows that Tay's like she could have gone home but she's like nothing is more important than this sisterhood and i loved that
0: yeah it's so sweet when a whore was like i couldn't even look at her i think
1: that's what i would be like yeah. i'd be like i can't well, both of us just standing there like don't look at me <laughs> like, um, like
0: those things like horses have just like <laughs> Stopping the
1: vision. But yeah, I just thought that that's, that's real winner's energy that she's like, look, remember that whatever happens here, you're my sis. Yeah. And I just, that, that little did I know that that'd be the uh, start of a real emotional journey. <laughs> and uh, your thorn? My thorn, even though this is probably very obvious, was um, the realisation that, a horror might have to be the sacrificial lamb for tv and production purposes when that kind of hit me that i was like fuck like i really feel like we've managed to sort of stay away from very overly produced storylines on drag race and i'm sure i wouldn't have felt so hot if it was one of the other girls mm. but because it was my my bitch and savior a horror i just thought that was a real shitty moment i thought
0: not oh, i can't see her go yeah yeah my thorn was just the Seeing them two have to duke it out and knowing that one of them is going to go and it's not going to be the top three that I wanted.
1: But like you said, if you're going to go home against anyone, better be my best friend. Yeah. We have only child syndrome and not having the final three that we wanted does not sit well with our fantasy. Not at all. But But my
0: French vanilla top three, please.
1: I know, but saying that, unfortunately, I do think, not unfortunately, but unfortunately for our French vanilla fantasy, like Lawrence Cheney is going to be in the top three. Well, my I feel
0: my top three is ruined, so all yeah. I can hope for is my top two now.
1: Fingers crossed!
0: Oh, who could it be? Who are our top two? Check out next week on cliffhangers for this very <laughs> the <exciting>. ultimate cliffhanger. <laughs> so yeah, so that's all we could squeeze in for this episode. But
1: love your honeys. We will see you next week. And if you haven't caught up already, go slide over to our bonus episode where we have a very central hour-long conversation with Ahura where she gives you some real insights into the deep workings of Drag Race.
0: Watch it on YouTube. It's much more interesting watching than listening. Oh yeah, head over to our IGTV and you can can see the gals. Well, see you next week. Love ya.